Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hello, this is Shrink Chat with Shannon and mm. Kathy. <laughs> you know, you get composed real quick because she was just she was just letting me have it. I and do. She said, "I'm pressing the button now," and then she, you know, she's like, "Hi, this is Shannon." <laughs> well, I just I lean in, I start. Mm-hmm. I mean, after you beat me in a corner over here, what did I beat you about? What just, happened? You just beat me down. I, you don't seem beaten emotionally and psychic. You just really don't seem beaten right now. <laughs> All right, we're going to get it together. So thank you for tuning in. (laughs) Uh, Let's start with trivia. We start with trivia. Okay. Oh, gosh, she sounds excited. Well, this is just a long one, and half the time, because I'm I'm left-handed, I can't read my handwriting half the time, and I usually write (laughs) these out really fast. So let's see what I did here. Well, the answer is first, right, to last time? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, but I still like to read the question. Okay. So I don't just go, here's the answer, and people like to what? <laughs> Let me jog your memories. Fair. Okay. So this is from April 17th. The Under the West Craven post is where the answer was supposed to go, or if you tweeted it or emailed it. Um, we're not using carrier pigeons right now because of COVID-19. <laughs> the original film, The Hills Have Eyes, was released in 1977. And directed by Wes Craven, where did he get the inspiration for this film? So the answer is, he went to the New York library and searched the, de- the forensic department, and he learned of a man by the name of Sonny Bean, S-A-W-N-E-Y, Bean, mm. um, who was the alleged head of a 48-person Scottish clan responsible for the murder and cannibalization of more than 1,000 people. Yikes. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I kind of want to look this guy up now. I know, right? Big true crime. <laughs> yeah. Sonny Bean, next week. Just kidding. No. Just kidding. No. No. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. New question. April 24th. The question for April 24th. Okay. <laughs> This is actually a cool question. I wish I could just give the answer now. Mm. On the original set of the movie Candyman, so the 1992 version, yes. Tony Todd, who played the Candyman, yeah. was stung X amount of time because they used real bees, was stung X amount of times mm. and requested how much money for each sting? Oh, compensation, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go to the Candyman post. Okay. The the new, you know, the only one that I have there, but it's the right. the newer version. Um, go to the post on Instagram and you can put the your answers there. You know, take a stab at it. No pun intended. Take a oh, guess. Ba-dum-ba. If you don't feel like looking it up because nobody has time these days. Nobody, nobody has any time. Nobody has any time. Yeah. Guys, we should be getting 700 responses <laughs> yeah. right now. I don't know. Maybe we change the trivia. Look alive. Maybe the trivia becomes you ask me a trivia question that I don't know, and we move on. Because <laughs> 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 I won't know any of the answers. That just doesn't seem fun. I don't know the answer, and then I go, "All right, we'll try another." Yeah, I don't even give the answer. I just go, "Okay." And people are like, "Wait a minute, what's the wait, answer?" Wait, hold on. 
No, we're just going to keep asking until we get one with an answer <laughs> and never tell you the answer. No, I don't know. Sometimes I hear people on podcasts doing trivia and they're literally like having a conversation about the trivia. Like they try to guess and do all that. And I'm like, I just never know the answer. Yeah. That would just would be really short kind of conversation because I never know. I did something this week. Well, it would have been last week by the time this posts. Mm. Um, that is actually more rare or rarer than getting rarer. than getting access to a coronavirus test right now. Wow. You know what it is? No. See, I never know. <laughs> That's the trivia. We'll let you know next week, folks. I. Mm, uh-oh. Slow. She's slowing down. Thankfully. Um, so my friend and her boyfriend who have been quarantined, they actually got, te- they did get tested and were negative. Uh, I went over to her house and she's my stylist and I got a haircut. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I got a haircut. That's against the rules. <laughs> no. <laughs> she cut my damn hair with a mask on. I did notice you had a haircut. Yeah. I did notice. Yeah. I was but then so I, thankful. It just didn't, it was like cognitive dissonance. No. I didn't understand how you would she, have a haircut. She, it was really, the, the best part is when she's standing over me washing my hair with a mask on. That was creepy. That is kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've now had to order masks because yeah, I, I had a too. I had a leftover mask because two years ago um, my community almost burned to the ground, mm-hmm. and so we were uh, evacuated. And when we came back into town, you needed to have they get they gave them out free. Actually, you could drive up and get masks at different spots, different Red Cross spots, because the air quality was so bad that you really couldn't go outside without a mask on. Yeah. And um, I had a leftover one that I've been using. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those really good ones, like the N95 ones. Yeah, we have one of those too. And I can't take it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, so here's the thing. Here's a new segment. What I learned while being safety at home. I don't know what to call it. While being sheltered in place. While being safe at home. During the COVID-19 crisis, I'm not sure of the name of this segment yet, but one of the things I've learned (laughs) is that I hit the mic too. No. One of the things I've learned is that when you have to wear reading glasses and you're in the grocery store and you need to put on reading glasses to like read the cans or whatever the things you need to read to know what the hell you're buying, when you have a mask on, the it steams up the glasses so mm. that you cannot read the things you need to read mm-hmm. without taking the mask off. Mm-hmm. But you can't take the mask off because you don't want to get the lung-killing disease that's out there. Yeah, I mean, this is a reason why I think there's a lot of mixed feelings about even gloves and how gloves, you know, a lot of doctors are like, don't wear gloves, you're just spreading shit everywhere. Yeah, because people our, don't know how to use them. We touch our face a lot more when there's a mask on if we're not paying attention to it, which is, I think, for a, a long time, too. And and the moisture that's in the mask, there's a lot of mixed information. About yeah, I think masks. one of the things about the mask is that your doctor voice. <laughs> well, it's just a is lot of your mixed judgmental grandma voice? There's mixed information. Uh, I just like to let you know. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the mask for me, besides being annoying um, in that way, which, of course, I still wear it. Don't worry. Yeah. I still wear it. It's just things I've learned during Safety at Home, which is the name of the damn segment. So that's something I learned. But I also think it makes me more conscious of not touching my face. Mm-hmm. 
That's um, good. So that's really helpful because when I go to touch my face, I'm very aware that there's a mask. There's on. a mask there, and then I remember why the mask is there, and I'm not supposed to touch my face. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people. It just helps to remind you. Besides not breathing on everything, um, it's it's bizarre the interactions. I had to take Belle for her annual vet mm-hmm. appointment and I'd drive up. And my vet, who I've known for years, and she's known me for years, she comes out in a mask, and I have a mask on, and yeah. we're just doing things through the window of the car. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, it's just like, it's yeah, really- Yeah, the drive-up stuff with the very, vet. Very, very bizarre. I haven't had to use that, but I know that they're, they're doing that a lot, where they they have you wait in the car, and they'll come get your mm-hmm. pet and go in, do Take what they need to do. Take your credit card stuff over the phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of drive-up type of behavior. all started howling when she walked up to the car. She's like, ah, oh, Jesus, I've known you your whole life. <laughs> she's like, Belle literally was like, Arr! like her whole, yeah. enjo- and she was just like, you, she's like, you tricked kidding. me. She came to the car. Yeah. We didn't even go inside. You're not going in with me. There what? was no waiting period. Yeah. Um, what other, th- one other thing that I've learned so far, um, and I imagine I'm going to learn a lot of things along the way is that I actually like being out and about way more than I thought. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing fine working from home after that initial two week, well, week and a half. There was a transition period for me. Like it was mm-hmm. rough. I was working way too hard. I was just like, it, it, I had to slow it down. Um, Cause I absolutely, I mean, if I have any, um, addictive qualities. Speaking of our last episode, if I have any addictive qualities, um, I certainly do, but (laughs) one I can think of would be, would be work. Like I like to work and I will work and work and work and work. So having that in my house, I had to figure out like the boundaries of it, how to turn off, how to transition, et cetera. So once I figured that out, then I think I'm good at working from home, but I, I didn't realize how out and about I am on the weekends. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I'm a homebody pretty much during the week, except for maybe like the occasional restaurant meal or something. But I usually spend every day in a club. (laughs) I work in a community based program, so I do get out of the office occasionally, at least once a week, once or twice a week. Um, But on the weekends, I'm out and about like Mm -hmm. I I thought I was much more of a homebody than I am. But those first few weekends, it was like, oh, man, this is when I would go do that or this is when I go do that or. uh, Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of a good realization in a way, actually, that yeah. I do get out and about quite a bit normally. Well, it's I think there are things that we don't think about that yeah. we go out naturally for. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've, I would say for myself, some, some of the stuff doesn't surprise me. Like I, I miss my, my five or six people I box with every day in our tiny little boxing gym. We're on a group chat now because we're all working out separately at home and we terribly miss having that. Um, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. What, it's not that this surprises me because I already knew how much I loved my job, but I think it surprises me how much it's affected me. I really miss being on campus. I really miss seeing my students in person and having that time with them that's more personal and a lot of people students of all ages right now are really suffering um and not we're thankful for this and with with graduate school it's a little different because people can 
do their own work and they don't rely on parents or people motivating them to do the work. I don't know. Maybe some of them, maybe some of them do, but um, I think for the most part, they're self-starters. That's how they even ended up in graduate school. So it's not so much that piece for me. They're all doing their work and they're doing a great job. And my second years who are about to graduate, I just feel terrible that they're not getting the celebration at the time they should be getting it because I know what it's like to be there where they are. Um, so for me, I, I, it really surprises me how much I miss being at USC and, and that mm-hmm. it feels like a really big void because I was just recently moved up to part-time faculty. I'm spending more time there. I'm teaching more courses. It's a big part of my life. And I didn't realize I was going to miss it that much. Well, and it's a newer piece too. I mean, to be part-time faculty is very different from being adjunct and <clears throat> like, it's just, um, it's a newish piece of the puzzle the last few years. And so that's also like, it's just begun to ramp up where you're spending a lot more time there and stuff. And, and now, now it's this. all online. And now this, yeah. so it's yeah. like, Oh, I was just I'm like, starting to get yes, that. Like yeah. exciting I'm teaching fall now, which shift. I never did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just so many. Um, and I think the other part would be, and again, I don't know how much this surprises myself, well, but what you learned really. Yeah. But I think, I really am, and I do, you know, I, I live with someone else, so I don't live alone, so that that's my caveat. To, but what I will say is I really enjoy my own company. Like I'm, I mean, we have animals and stuff at the house that help fill up the house. It might be a lot different if I was completely alone, because I know that's been really hard for people for a lot of reasons. But like, I'm, I entertain myself. <laughs> like I'm good. Yeah. I'm an only yeah. child, so. I'm an only child, so I've always, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, I can definitely entertain myself with the best of them. <laughs> I will learn things, start businesses through hobbies. I mean, this is like, it's nuts how much I can do by myself, but, um. But I miss, I do miss like more interaction with people. Yeah, like I'm, I mean, it's been a month and so I am starting to go a little bit wonky, mm. I think. I can tell. <laughs> I knew that you could. She has um, a third eye growing. <laughs> <clears throat> She's talking to herself in the corner. No, I'm just, it's a little, I don't, I, well, I don't that. mind working from home that I'm enjoying. I could do that for the rest of my life mm-hmm. probably. Um, but I also enjoy my freedom to move about the of world. Course. Yeah. And so my freedom, the, the fact that like, I don't have the freedom to move about the world is is difficult i i am not having a problem following the rules however i am not you know going to illegal raves or anything but i <laughs> what, what don't make fun of me just because i yeah, am at the club every night you whack job whack I, hate clubs. I know <laughs> that's why it's funny imagining you there like dancing on a stage or something i do miss just like sitting up at a bar in a restaurant you know and just being able to like, yeah, like at sunset or just have before a drink sunset. and some dinner and yeah, spring, like especially like in cool. the spring oh, and sitting outside on the patio and that like you, like, just like you're saying that yeah. dining piece oh, yeah. of hanging out and talking to someone and having a good meal and having a glass of wine and just that I miss. I miss yeah. that. I mean, yeah. these are definitely first world, world problems, Absolutely. but I, but I miss restaurants. Um, I miss movie theaters. We were talking about this before we were recording. Um, miss movie theaters not like these aren't huge gatherings they're huge gatherings of people that aren't talking to each other (laughs) i miss the grocery store not being a big deal i know i know that's (sighs) there's been a couple of times where i've caught myself like 
I should go to the grocery store when I really didn't need to, <laughs> but I didn't go. Yeah. You know, I'm, I am trying to, I am trying to follow the rules because I realized I could, I do have coping strategies and I realized that I like had to think you about just it. figure that out now. <laughs> what I learned during the COVID-19 crisis is that <laughs> I have coping strategies. No. Well, one of them is like, you know, taking a minute mindfulness and saying like, wait, do you really need to yeah. go? Because you, it's only supposed to be like, if you're, if it's an essential task when you go out. So mm-hmm. I, I am trying to follow the rules, which I'm not generally good at, but I am attempting to do my part. Proud of you. Yeah, shut up. She's got that look on her you face. You should be proud of She's you. She's got that look on her face. So you were, yeah. Hmm. You I, were, was, I was going to what? You were going to talk about something COVID-19 related, weren't you? Uh, I have a couple things. Okay. So um, I'll save some maybe for the next show, but uh, so I, I think I've mentioned before my sister-in-law who actually had it last month and is recovered fully and she's doing great. Um, she <clears throat> does a lot of philanthropic work and uh, works alongside uh, and communicates with the CDC quite a bit. And so I, when she gets information, it's sort of firsthand um, information and it's not, you know, I think on the show we try to do a, a good balance of like, we're not taking sides on things, but just relaying information a lot of times. Sometimes (laughs) I will be blatantly like, fuck, no, that's wrong. We try Kathy fails. Right. (laughs) A lot like Tiger King. Okay. I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to be just in neutral. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. So you get your COVID shit out of the way. So anyway, people are like, when is this, when will this go back to normal? When will this go back to normal? And you know, there's all the, the mixed research around the vaccine and whether that's uh political agenda versus is it a selfless thing to do to help people who might really have a risk if they are exposed to it what she was telling me was what they what they need what we need to get up to for things to go back to completely normal conditions for the most part is what's called a 60 to 80 percent herd immunity we are currently at five percent Um, and that is mostly due to the lack of testing. Um, and so, and, and lack of, uh, testing for both the antibody and, and the actual COVID test. So we suspect that we're much higher, but we don't know that yet because we don't have the testing. So 60, 80 to 80% is going to be a minute. So, um, there will certainly not be any mass crowds for this next year. So we're not doing conventions. We're not doing, Coachella's we're not doing concert we're not doing anything like that at least at least until January of 21 um she said that for a lot of older people they will likely live the rest of their life this way um in in many of them will probably have to social distance and quarantine for the next couple of years just because if we if it is a vaccine that we're waiting on that's not going to happen in 10 months no matter how fast they're trying to push that. So for a lot of people who are, who are immune compromised or older, that this could be um, very much their normal for a lot longer than people who are healthier, which they will start to gradually um, sort of test, you know, and we're going to undo this and see how it goes. And then if it spikes up, we'll go back in. But for certain populations, they will not be able to do that. So um just a lot of reality ahead, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what lies ahead, but I I know what's happening right now is that uh, in my county, 
in California, Ventura County, uh, which is just outside of LA, I'm kind of on the border. So I watch the LA County news and the Ventura County news mm-hmm. and subscribe to both. But I work in Ventura County um, and the families we serve are all in Ventura County. And so I know that um, just today, which is Sunday, the Sunday before the Friday that you guys are listening to this, uh, they opened up some non-essential stuff. And so it's like car dealerships and stuff like there's like three or four things that are listed or maybe there's a little bit more. buying a car when you don't have anywhere to go. I have no idea. They're, they've opened up some stuff. It's a good time to buy one. I don't know. They st- you still can't gather in, I think, more than 10 people. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's some rules and regs. I haven't gotten into it because I've, I'm not going anywhere today. So so I'm going to look at it tonight and see what, see what the future holds. So I'm just kind of looking at it. The thing about it, what I hear is you hear a lot of different things from a lot of different people. And I really think this is very much an exercise in handling the unknown mm-hmm. and that is just what it is. Like I actually don't know what's going to happen. And I hear different things from different people, different doctors say different things than other doctors. Like I don't, so I, I have to just, I'm just kind of, and, and here's the other big thing is we all have to make personal choices too. So you may have the government or others telling you one thing and you, you may have, um, doctors and et cetera, you know, telling you another thing and you have to make a personal choice mm-hmm. for you and what you're comfortable with too. And for some people that might mean, you know, going against their company's rules or, yeah. you know, you know, their company might say, we're going, we're coming back to work. Everybody come back to work. And that person might say, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't, mm-hmm. I definitely I'm, I definitely you know, think there's going to be more room for people to make the argument to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially yeah. if you're like we were talking about last time, if you're sick, um, the responsibility versus getting the guilt. Um, but I, I think no matter where people stand politically on this, our responsibility to keep compromised people safe i think i think that's just our responsibility i think that'll be a clear bottom like black and white kind I, of thing i would hope that, so, i would hope people... so because there's people already protesting against that so yeah well you know there's always going to be people protesting i think all kinds of crazy shit mm-hmm. all right so uh hmm. i was gonna mention that i was <laughs> so what are we watching right so mm-hmm. let's go let's go light let's go a little bit lighter um, we try to talk about what we're watching and what's getting our attention as far as media is concerned, because that's what we do. That's what we do. Um, and, and lately we have a lot more time to do it. So, uh, although it doesn't feel like that most of the time, cause I'm working a lot, but there's an episode, there were seven episodes of the tiger King on Netflix and Watch I turned again. and no, God, no. And I turned on, <laughs> I turned on the Netflix as you do. And it said new episode on the Tiger King little thing. And I was like, wait, what? And so I clicked on it hesitantly because I felt a responsibility to follow up. You did? (laughs) I did. Mm. Mostly because it annoys you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So there's an episode eight of the Tiger King on Netflix. And I clicked on it thinking, what could that possibly be? 
Um, like, was it like found footage or something? <laughs> but what it was is uh, Joel McHale. Do you know him from yeah. the show Community? <laughs> I love him. Comedian. He did um, follow up interviews during COVID, it seems like, because they're all on like Skype or Zoom or whatever. He did follow up interviews with like five of the characters in the documentary. And I call them characters because they are, <laughs> yeah. they are truly characters. And what's so fascinating is almost all of them got teeth because uh, many of them don't have, didn't have teeth. When you said that, it, it <laughs> hold on, because there's two ways to hear that sentence. All of them got teeth. Like, like you spoke that so like grammatically incorrect uh -huh. versus all of them received a new oh set of God. teeth. <laughs> was that the one way? I was surprised all of them got teeth. <laughs> well, that was the funny versus part. I was trying to be funny. There what I, funny. what I noticed was all of them received a new pair of, Calm down. <laughs> Calm down with your grammar, please. Yes. So if you haven't watched Tiger King, they're from Oklahoma and they all got teeth. <laughs> they all got teeth. <laughs> and so I say they all got teeth. <laughs> and they did. The young ones, the old ones. There's only one that didn't get teeth. And Mikhail definitely was like, so is he your teeth with this? <laughs> <laughs> She still don't have any teeth. Uh, oh, that's that's pretty funny. And there's one kid that never wears a shirt in the series. And so the first thing Joel was like, I see you look a lot different. I'm not sure what it, Oh wait, you're wearing a shirt. That's what it is. You know? <laughs> so um, anyway, it was only 40 minutes long and still difficult to listen to the first few minutes. Actually, they were talking about some not great stuff. And um, because I also, love animals and don't like to hear about that kind of thing but they all but i pushed through and they all kind of talk about their feelings about joe the tiger king and all of them hate him and mm -hmm. you know it's it's all of the you know shame around having been associated and then of course there were also light questions around like so you get recognized in the mall now do you you know how's that going for you and stuff well the like malls that. are shut down unless it's florida so <laughs> <laughs> well one of the guys moved to norway with his girlfriend to get away from those the, malls are shut down the too. whole thing <laughs> yeah and and joel was like hey so do they know you there and all of that? He's and he goes, look, and he holds up like the newspaper and there's like a two page <laughs> spread of his face. He's like, yeah, I can't walk down the street in Norway. Even. Oh, that's so funny. He's like, yeah, it's number one here on Netflix. I'm like, oh, Jesus, he can't get away from it. Yeah. Anyway, I pushed through and I watched it and hopefully it's over. Oh, you've um, got the pen with the hair today. I do. I have the pen with the hair, the lice pen. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's the lice pen. We've talked brush, about it before. Brush his hair? No, I don't brush his hair. <laughs> it's, he's cute with his little hair. It's a it's a pen with a little head on the top and green hair that goes out like Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, and it's the Lice Clinics of America pen. I mean, <laughs> I is that not more perfect? Have you ever seen a more perfect pen? It's like my favorite. You should brush his hair. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to mention that I watched was uh, I watched Teen Wolf. The first the, season of Teen Wolf oh, the, on the Amazon show. Prime. Yeah, they're doing a new... Not the Michael J. Fox. No, but that's what I'm following up on because I know we talk a lot about like 80s horror movies and stuff. Yeah. No, it, I heard that series was actually pretty decent. Yeah, I would say it is pretty decent. Um, it was on MTV, wasn't it, when, when it was on? Or I don't know. I'm, I'm watching it up? on Prime. And it says original series yeah. on Prime, but so I don't oh, know where it was. Oh, yeah. I, you know, they purchase things all the time and call yeah. them their own. 
They do that a lot with the Sundance movies is, you know, I'll see something at Sundance and Amazon will purchase it. And then when it's on Amazon, it says Amazon original meaning, you know, but that's not, they didn't make it. They bought it. (laughs) So, um, Anyway, the original Teen Wolf movie with Michael J. Fox from the 80s was such a fun, like, campy, wackadoo kind of movie. This is not that. So this Teen Wolf is like, uh, it's like a CW show or WB back in the day. I think, I'm going to look it up. I think it was MTV. What What I can say is that most of the actors are incredibly good looking. I mean, that's yeah, what, that's yes. what we do these days, yes. right? So mm-hmm. it's a it's definitely meant for teens and twenty somethings. You know, it's the it's the slick, like gorgeous um, people wearing cute things. And there's a couple of MTV, MTV. Okay, there's a couple of characters that are funny. They've got the they've got the Xander character. You know, if you if any of you Buffy fans out there know what I'm talking about. The the funny yes. best friend. Yeah. They've got that character. He's actually my favorite, but I do like the main um Teen Wolf guy. Uh but yeah, it's very much like um like a WB show, CW show, where it's slick and it's it takes itself sort of seriously, which is the one part I don't like as much about it, is yeah. that it, it is serious. There's some pretty good visual effects along the way, not great. Um but I'm. I feel like I will tune in to the next season because I'm. I've got a sickness of some kind where I just can't like let it go because I don't think it's good enough really necessarily for me to keep watching. That's how I felt about Vampire Diaries, but I just I couldn't help the drama and the. Well, Vampire vampires. Diaries was better. Oh, I was? think I right okay. now. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, although I haven't watched the first season of Vampire Diaries in a million years, right? Because I'm sure it kind of grew, but. Um, those actors, uh, they, they grabbed me more than these actors have. Like I was, yes, I knew I was watching like a vampire melodrama Yeah, and maybe I just like vampire stuff more than werewolf stuff. That could be a piece of it, but like, I don't know. The actors really drew me in with vampire diaries. Um, they're not doing that as much with this show. And I, you know what I would have loved is like the werewolf version of Buffy. Yeah. That's what I'm really waiting for. I'm that really waiting awesome. for like quirky, funny, and maybe they've tried it a billion times, but like quirky and funny and neat characters. Like people, you know, are going to need be... like an Allison Hannigan on there. Yeah, yeah. 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 They try. There's a, so the characters that I, I'm, it's okay. Like, the female best friend is quirky and weird. And, I, I may check it out and, and let you know quirky, what I think. And the quirky male best friend is funny. And, you know, it's not it's not bad. I'm just comparing it to things that have a lot of traction. So I'm not fairly comparing, obviously. But have you been watching anything? Uh, I watched Bad Moon. Oh, how funny. So Bad Moon um, is on Shudder. It's from like 1996 or something like that. It's a werewolf movie as well. And so funny. We didn't even talk about that. Muriel Hemingway plays the mother and then the little boy, Mason Gamble, who was in um, the Dennis the Menace with Walter Matthau, which if if you have not seen that, it is so hysterical Walter <laughs> Matthau is so great at Mr. Wilson and this little boy is, I mean it it's such a great movie the little girl who plays Margaret it's hysterical and then Leah Thompson plays the mom uh, 
love her, was in love with her when I was like seven. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Back to the Future, Lorraine Bates, come on. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the um, the movie takes place in this beautiful, I don't know if it's Oregon or Washington State, mm. it's gorgeous where it's shot. Nice. But Mariel Hemingway and her son, um, I, I, don't, I can't remember if she's divorced or widowed or whatever, but they live in this beautiful home with this German shepherd who you would fall in love with this German shepherd who ends up being the hero of the movie. That's by the way. my jam. Yeah. Um, Shannon used to have a German shepherd Guinness who was like the most amazing dog ever. <laughs> and so, um, her brother, Mariel Hemingway's brother comes back from, he's, he does a lot of this scientific work, uh, in, the jungle and the Amazon and he goes all over the place. Well, he ends up in the opening scene. He gets, he's of course having sex with this girl and she gets just mauled by this werewolf oh, in the middle of it. And sure. then he gets bit and, um, becomes a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And so he comes back to the States and she can tell he's a little off and she's like, why don't you, why don't you come live with us for a while? We can tell like you're, you're tired. You've been through a lot. And, and cause he says that his girlfriend died, but didn't, or that they're over, but he didn't say why. Anyway, movie continues. Um, you know, from the beginning, clearly <laughs> that he's going to transform into this. Oh yes. Wolf. You're waiting for the skin stretching scene, but <laughs> like you already know, I'm obsessed with how, when they actually used to do the makeup and the yeah. like American werewolf in London. Yep. Um, this was nowhere near as good as American werewolf in London, but it was kind of fun to watch like the old school transformation and yes. And how he's trying to restrain himself from killing his own nephew and yeah. killing the dog and, and all the cuts they have to do to oh like make it look God. somewhat real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that. But It was and, fun. Um, it was a fun, it was fun. Yeah, no, it sounds fun. That's funny. We didn't even really talk about like both watching werewolf mm-hmm. stuff, but maybe it's just in the culture right now. Um, there was a lot of, yeah, there's some tropes in werewolf stuff. So there's mm-hmm. like not wanting to kill the people that you love, but having the instinct to do so, which I think we can all relate to yep. right right now in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? He had a pair of handcuffs in his, uh, Mm-hmm. RV and the sister's just like, I don't even want to know. Um, <laughs> thinking it was something sexual. And he's thinking in his head, like, you have no idea why I have these. Yeah, <laughs> so so always, I don't kill you. <laughs> there's always the like chain to the radiator scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was some of that. Like it has, Teen Wolf has all those tropes too. Yeah. Um, and as I tire myself talk about it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll continue watching whenever. If the season two comes out soon enough. Because that's what happens, man. We all have so much stuff we're watching that sometimes I'll watch season one of something and by the time the season two comes out, it's like, I don't even remember watching that show. Can I digress? Yes, please. Okay. I mean, that's what you we and do I, here. <laughs> you and I have talked about Friday Night Lights uh-huh. where you lost it like second season, first yeah. episode in, second yeah. episode in. I was like feeling it through season three. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember how I was like, yes, I look and it still says like, 30 episodes unwatched. I'm so excited because I love the show. I've been down to the last <laughs> six episodes out. for about two months. Now I think I'm down to the last four. Uh-huh. I don't even know why they made this last season. It is yep. awful. I know. And you got to watch it to the end. Because I know. I'm you just like, like got to oh, see how fine. they wrap it up. I know. And so with that, see, so there's all these shows, of course, that we like you have everybody now has like their favorite shows that they've watched a a few times, maybe like comfort stuff. Right. So 
Friday Night Lights is one of mine, and I will generally watch like the first three seasons or mm-hmm. so. Um, even though, like I've said before, I there's a moment that I, I just I I usually skip through like a couple episodes right around the thing that happens. But West Wing is one of my other like faves, and so right now during our, this <clears throat> time this time of um, COVID nineteen, I've been. Um, in my free time watching the West wing and pretending it's actually our government because, um, <laughs> because they were good <laughs> because in the West wing, it's like very liberal, very inclusive. Everybody is funny and smart. Cause it's, you know, it's Aaron Sorkin. So Allison Janey made her like, debut. I know. I mean, Martin Sheen is amazing. And Rob Lowe made his comeback. All this, like it's all these great actors that went on to do all these great things. And there's lots of like cameos by actors that, you know, I would know now. And, um, it's, um, <laughs> like, so, Chris every now and then will walk in when I'm watching it. And as you know, he has opinions. And so we well, had um, a lot about James Bond. Yeah. He's becoming a character <laughs> on the show because, because his opinions make me giggle anyway. We should do and a corner called about. like Chris's corner. And yeah. It's just like a blurp of something he said during the week. Right. So this is Chris's corner. Um, <laughs> he's, I'm on the couch and I'm just, you know, I'm doing other things. It's like my comfort in the background kind of thing. So it's going on. But he's laying on the couch actually watching it for a few minutes. And (laughs) he goes, it it like ends the episode and the music comes on. And he literally like curls up into a ball and puts his hands on his face. He's like, it's so corny. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, it's my altruistic world. Yeah. Do not ruin it for me. People are sane and smart and, what does that like, say for me then? Because like I humans. feel that way about the Americans. Does that mean I want to be a Russian spy? <laughs> yes. Okay. You would like to kick ass. I love, that's my West Wing. No, like, no, I'm and obsessed. I hear you. That's a good one. I've watched that as well. And I love them on it. They're like, the, just. Well, I love those two actors. Yeah. And now like, you know, they're together in real life, which makes it even better mm-hmm. because they're so hot together on the show and they're so smart and kick ass. and They're so great. And I just love that he's like a normal looking dude. I know. Yeah. It's a good one. That's a good one. And she like left Felicity and got even hotter. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it does. Some people. She has aged so well. Some people do get like better because they just like get more solid in themselves and who they are. She, yeah, she has aged incredibly well. Well, and Felicity is totally one of those ones. Like, so the other category, rewatch that. Yeah. So the other category that I have is like teen drama stuff, like Friday night lights and Felicity and, um, Dawson's Creek and all that. And I was older when those shows were coming out in the nineties. It wasn't like those were my teen shows, Mm -hmm. But there's a teen drama thing. Mm-hmm. I often like horror movies that are teen dramas. Um, I just like a lot of our society. That's why teen dramas are really popular. Yeah. Like Teen Wolf. I mean, that's why I watch Teen Wolf because I'm like, oh, look, teen drama. I got to yeah. check it out. That's one of my others. So I have um, my so-called life is definitely mm-hmm. a fave. So there's like four or five teen dramas that I will lapse into when I'm feeling. Oh, just seeing how she said that. Comfy. Laps. Laps. Yeah. I watched. I. I I'm actually back watching some of the old, well, I haven't in a while, but I got sucked back into rewatching all the Beverly Hills 90210 original. Oh, yeah, the OG for sure. And you know, uh, Shannon Doherty's rediagnosed in stage four and all that. That's unfortunate. Yeah. 
Yeah, I found out that somebody I went, went to high school with, I actually just found out last night that somebody I went to high school with died of brain cancer. Oof. So I, I'm just, it's just bad news. Yeah. You know, the bad news doesn't stop, even though we're in the health crisis nope. that we're at. But but yes, uh, 90210, I think I just like last year, maybe rewatched the first season. I don't think I, I didn't get farther than the first season, but I don't know. Teen drama. Cool. Yeah. I think that's that. that I think that's a pretty damn good place to stop. <laughs> it's good to see you, man. Yeah. You know, it's, all it's, the way over there. It is You're good to see you. There. Like physically see you, not through a screen. Exactly. We, we aren't actually texting or calling or anything right now. We just like save it all up for the, yeah. <laughs> for the recording days. Cause we're, everyone is so sick of looking at screens. Uh, my eyes are Especially red. With our work. For sure. So thank you so much for listening. We enjoyed being here. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.